you. God bless you. Go ahead and give the Lord a good hand. Ah, yeah. It's time to praise him. Time to glorify him. Time to give him honor. Ah, yes. Hallelujah. All this good singing makes me want to sing. All this good testifying makes me want to testify. All this good preaching that we've been hearing. My Lord, what preaching this morning. Oh, yeah, Pastor, my goodness. You're so blessed to have this kind of man of God to preach to us. My daddy used to say, I didn't come to preach for you. I didn't come to preach at you. I came to preach to you. And he preaches to us. My Lord, give him a good hand, will you, Pastor? Amen, amen. And good to be home preaching. You know, uh, a lot of places you go, they don't have this kind of preaching that you have. So when I come back home, I have to dig to preach. I have to work at it. To, I can't even stay up with him. But uh, but here we go tonight. I, 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 I used, I, there have been times I was like an old horse. I was chomping at the bits. You know what that means? I don't either, but it's a good term. I think it means they were anxious to get on and get going. There's been a few times I've chomped at the bits, but after having to follow him, it's hard to chomp at the bits. But let's have church a little while tonight, will you? Zechariah 8, 21 and 22. Zechariah 8, 21 22 and verse 23. This has been on my mind for a while and seemed like the Lord uh, confirmed it the other night. And uh, let me see if I can deliver it to you tonight. And the inhabitants of one city shall go to another, saying, Let us go speedily to pray before the Lord and to seek the Lord of hosts. He went on to say, I will go also. If you're going, I'm going. Look at somebody and say, if you're going, I'm going. If you don't go, I'm still going. Look at them and say, if you don't go, I'm still going. Yea, watch this. Many people and strong nations shall come to seek the Lord of hosts in Jerusalem. You got to understand, Jerusalem is the mother of us all. That's where it started. That's where we're founded on is the Jerusalem church. We'll talk about it a little bit more maybe in a little bit. And to pray before the Lord. Thus saith the Lord of hosts, in those days it shall come to pass that ten men shall take hold out of all languages of the nations. Even shall take hold of the skirt of him that is a Jew, saying, We will go with you. Why? You want to read that for me? Why? For we have heard that God is with you. Let me preach to you a, while, a little while tonight about take hold of the skirt. I want to go because God's with you. That's what this is all about tonight. That's what this church is all about. It's not about us. Not about just their singing, and we got some good singing. It's not about oratorical talent, but we have that. But it's really about God being with us. Isn't that right? Somebody say, it's time you take hold of the skirt. You may be seated. The background here of this particular portion of Scripture of 8.23 is a prophetic passage. Zechariah being the prophet prophesied to the post-exiled Jews during the reign of Darius the Great. 
The call to come back and inhabit Jerusalem had already been given by Cyrus the Persian in 538 B.C. And we understand uh, the Babylonian uh, conflict and the Babylonian captivity. The Jews had been there for a while. Now is to come back home, go back to Jerusalem where they really belong. I don't know where you've been, but it's time to get back home to Jerusalem. Prophecy, in my opinion, applies to, uh, sometimes, many times applies to, number one, the current time of the prophet. While he was writing the, the, the story, the current events, uh, was yielding to this, current prophecy, if you will. And, and the prophet writes of the coming peace and prosperity of Zion. They were happy again to find release from the Babylonian captivity. And they say, we will go with you. Let's go to Jerusalem and uh, take hold of the skirt of him that is a Jew. And number two, this prophecy sometimes applies to the time of the life of Jesus and while he and the apostles lived. And number three, I feel like some prophecies go on to the day prior to the rapture of the church. And of course, that is our day. And then maybe some prophecies after the rapture of the church and day Dwight Pentecost says, so all Jews will be highly respected by Gentile peoples of all nations during, if you will, that time. Now, I know I've said a mouthful, and I don't expect you to digest it that quickly, so we'll break it down just in a, uh, just in a few minutes here. This is not to say that the Gentiles will be converted to Judaism before Jesus comes. What I believe is the Gentiles looking for the skirt of the Jew is going to come to this apostolic message. Amen. This Holy Ghost Jesus name message. Every man, woman, boy, or girl in this dispensation must be baptized in Jesus name for the remission of sins. Titles won't do it. For there's none other name given among men under heaven whereby we must be saved. Call me a Jesus name person. Call me a Jesus name church. I just want to tell somebody out yonder on online territory, you got to be baptized in Jesus name for the remission of your sins. Anybody here tonight that hadn't been buried in Jesus' name needs to go to water in Jesus' name tonight. Woo! I feel the Holy Ghost in the house. Praise God. Then that gets you ready to have the promise of the Holy Ghost. You know what I can promise you? I can't promise you a lot of things. I hardly ever am, am really sure about a lot of things, but I am sure that if you'll repent of your sins, this is the Bible, if you'll repent of your sins and are baptized in Jesus' name, you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. And I'm looking forward to seeing many in this verse said, many people and strong nations shall come to seek the Lord. My study tells me 10 men shall take hold of the skirt of, that he, of him that is a Jew. The Gentile converts shall be to the Jews like ten Gentiles for every Jew, if you will, taking hold of the rope or the skirt of a Jew. Ten could, could depict here a great number or a number that can't be compared to, not limited to ten, but many times in Scripture, the number ten spoke spoke more about multitudes and, and as pastor preached this morning, many people, time doesn't permit me to speak about all the times. A number of 10 is used in scripture to prove just what I said. 
it simply means a large and not a, not a definite number. Among the Jews, 10 was the number of perfection. When they would render a number countless, they did it by touching the word 10. What are you saying? I'm saying it's not going to be just 10 reaching out to grab the whole of the Jews' skirt, but it's going to be multitudes and many. I'm about to get ahead of myself and tell you, I look at this congregation here tonight. This about filled this place. Yeah, man, it's not quite full, but it's about full. If you get too many chickens in one pen, they'll start pecking on each other. And if you get too many people in a church building that can't hold it, the story goes they'll start pecking on each other. I'm ready to move on out. I'm seeing multitudes come to God. I'm seeing people not baptizing one and two and three a weekend, but I'm seeing 20 and 30 people baptized. Oh, hallelujah. I told you I'm getting ahead of myself, but I want to tell you there's somebody that wants to get a hold of the Jew. Well, it appears from this scripture that Jews that have been converted to God would be the instrument of converting many Gentiles. Catching a hole on the skirt was a gesture naturally used to ask for assistance and protection. When you would see somebody reaching up to, to grab the skirt or the hem of a garment or a coattail of somebody, it was, I need help. A little child, I, 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 I thought about this as I was studying this and, concern, uh, and considering preaching, and, and I thought, that's so, that's so accurate, just a little child. They'll come up and grab you by the coattail if they want you to give them some attention. You've had it happen to you. And, and, and you girls know how to do that in, in times of need and your wife knows how to do that. And not just yours, but your wife knows how to do that. Grab a hold of you. Sometimes, don't put your hand on my throat. You can put it down here, Sister Pat, but don't put your hand right up here. <laughs> well, yeah, but what it's indicating is I need something from you. I want something from you. And I believe there's going to be a lot of people that's reaching, hallelujah, for the Jew. I'm going to get where that Jew, who that Jew is, if you will, in a little while. But they're going to be saying, I need what you got. I want what you got. Take me to God. Take me to your God. In those days it shall come to pass. This shall be done in the times of the preaching of the gospel not just in Zechariah's day, as we mentioned, but preaching the gospel about Christ and his apostles in Jesus' day. Could Zechariah be foretelling, foretelling that Jews in Jesus' day, knowing he was Jew by nation, the Jews were his own people, and Judea was his nation. He came from the tribe of Judah and the family of David, made Jewish by the law, by habit and dress and language. Could Zechariah saying, be saying, let's, let's go, I want, I, I want you to take me. We will go with you for we've heard that God is with you and men is gonna grab a hold of the skirt of the Jew. Christ the Redeemer can't calls some out of all nations and God is the God of the Gentiles as well as the Jews, since the one are justified by him as well as the other. Romans 3, 29 said, is he the God of the Jews only? Is he not also of the Gentiles? Yes, of the Gentiles also. Oh yeah, watch this woman at the well. John 4, 9, then saith the woman of Samaria to him, how is it that thou being a Jew, ask us drink of me which am a woman of Samaria, for the Jews have no dealings with the Samaritans, even she knew who she was. I'm talking about hundreds and, and many people coming to him and touching his garment. Jesus answered and said, earth, thou knowest the gift of God and who it is that saith to thee, give me to drink. Thou wouldest have asked of him and he would have given thee living water. The woman of Samaria again knew he was a Jew and probably wore the friends of the Jews that the Jews did on the border of his garment. Oh, yeah. So they're coming to him in his day. 
feed you, if you will. Amen. And behold, Matthew 9, 20, behold a woman who was diseased with an issue of blood 12 years came behind him. What did the Bible say? Can you read it for me? And touched the hem of his garment. For she said within herself, if I may but touch his garment, I shall be made whole. I just want to preach to you and tell you tonight, somebody needs to touch his, the hem of his garment tonight. Come on, somebody ought to say, show me where your God is. I will, I'll go to the altar with you. Show me how to get there. I'm going. I gotta touch the hem of his garment. Jesus heals the sick in Genesaret, Matthew 14, 36, and besought him that they might only touch, what? Help me out now. Might only touch the, I can hear them over here, but my hearing aid's not working too good over here. Y'all not saying it one, and what? Touch the hem of his garment. Even in Jesus' day, that's where they were going to. Why was they going to him? Because he was God. He is God. He said, I'm Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end, the first and the last, which was and which is to come, the Almighty. He wasn't a part of the Almighty. He wasn't a third of the Almighty. He is the Almighty God. And when you realize who Jesus is, then you can touch him and you'll be made whole. Whatever you need comes from him. God gives somebody a revelation of who Jesus is. There's no three persons in the Godhead. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, it's all in him. It's all in him. The mighty God of Jesus, and it's all in him. And the apostles, and especially the great apostle of the Gentiles, attracted the attention of immense multitudes among the heathen by faithful preaching, by stupendous miracles, as benevolent as powerful, by holy example, by patient sufferings, not counting their lives dear unto themselves. So they came to him, and, and even from him, they took handkerchiefs and, and aprons. And 1 Corinthians 2, 4 said, And my speech and my preaching was not with enticing words of man's wisdom. And he was a wise man. He was an intelligent man. He was a very learned man. But even he knew it wasn't about him. It was about his God. And the reason they was coming to him is because they could, he could show them where God was. It's not enticing words of my preaching, my speech, not enticing words of man's wisdom, but in demonstration of the power and of the spirit. I'm gonna tell you, we can have all kind of speakers. We can have all kind of singing. We can have all kind of music. But if the Holy Ghost is not in it, we can't get him to the hem of his garment. But that's why we keep pushing the Holy Ghost move on us. Holy Ghost move on us. Holy Ghost walk in this place tonight. Come on, somebody ought to say, I'm praying that happened. Every time we come to church, God let the Spirit move. Let the Spirit move. Thus the Greeks took hold of Philip's skirt, if you will, saying, we would see Jesus begging him not to outgo them, but to take them along with him. At length the time arrived and there came to Jerusalem men out of every nation under heaven. Acts 2, am I right? Y'all remember? Isaiah, I mean, Zechariah prophesied that 10 men shall take hold of all, out of all nation, language of the nations, even shall take hold of the skirt of him that is Jew. And the point the Bible said, and when the day, Acts 2, 1, of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind. And it filled all the house where they were sitting. There appeared unto them cloven tongues like as a fire, and it set upon each of them. I don't know how to connect this necessarily, but there's some reason Zechariah said all languages of the nations. 
And there appeared in them cloven tongues like as a fire and it set upon each of them and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. And there dwelling at Jerusalem, what? Jews, devout men out of every nation under heaven. Now when this was noised abroad, verse six, the multitude came together and were confounded because every man heard them speak in his own language. What happened? The new wine was opened up. The new wine was given. They came maybe to do what some kind of a, a, a country deed and the county, county laws and all of the things that had to be taken care of. But when they got there, they found that they could get a hold of the Jew. I'm gonna tell you something. The Holy Ghost is Christ in you, the hope of glory. Oh, yeah. For, oh, and then... Then I can go on and we can talk about the apostolic age and that day. But now he's coming to our day. This prophecy I feel, I feel is, is, is for our day as well. The day of the church. The Old Testament is the New Testament concealed. But the New Testament is the Old Testament revealed. What they prophesied back there is happening in our day. Hallelujah. I'm glad I'm not just talking about shadows, but I'm in the substance of the thing. Hallelujah. They prophesied about the Jew coming. Many prophetic prophecies about the Messiah coming. But I'm telling you, they got to, they got to see him. Peter, Peter got to touch him, if you will. Well, he said, we were made eyewitnesses of his majesty. That's why, that's why he could say we have also a more sure word of prophecy. It's because he saw him. He was there when it happened. Hallelujah. I got to worrying. I got to studying. I got to considering what this more sure meant. I thought if you're sure, you're just sure. You ever have your children just say, well, uh, you ask them, are you sure you didn't? Are you sure? Well, I'm pretty sure. Well, I didn't. Sure is sure. It's like a level. Is it level? Brother Benny, it's almost, it's not level if it's not level. I got one on my phone, I think, and, and that thing you can put it on and put it on something like this, and if it's a, a one hundredth of a degree off, Amen, it's not level. But Peter said we have also a more sure word of prophecy. It can't be more level than level. And I didn't think it could be more sure if you're sure. One woman said, bless Patty, it's just sure. But I'm telling you, Peter said we have a more sure word of prophecy. And I got to thinking about this, Pastor. I don't know if I got the right revelation or not. Help me out if I don't. But I feel like Joel when he wrote in the last days. Woo, come on, in the last days. He said, I'll pour out my spirit upon all flesh. Amen. And I got a feeling that, uh, that Joel couldn't sit still, Betty, while he was writing that. Don't you know he would like to, Brother Hakeem, got up and been there on that day. And I got a feeling he couldn't sit there. Because, but he knew, he knew it was going to happen. He was sure it was going to happen because the word was inspired by God. I know where I'm going, so I'm about to get happy here. I'm telling you, oh, he knew it. He was sure. But Peter comes along, and it wasn't just a prophecy to him. It wasn't just a shadow to him. It was a substance. He was there on the day of Pentecost. He spoke in tongues as the Spirit of God gave the utterance. That's why he could say, we have also a, help me out, we have also a, Oh, sure. Is that okay, Pastor? Will it do to preach? 
I'm telling you, I'm glad. Hallelujah. I'm not just in the prophetic side of this. We're having it happen right here. I've watched hundreds of them get baptized in Jesus' name. I've watched many of them come directly out of the water, talking in tongues as the Spirit of God give the utterance. Hallelujah. For he is not a Jew which is one outwardly, Romans 2, 28. Neither is that circumcision which is outward is in the flesh, which is outward in the flesh. But he is a Jew which is one inwardly, and circumcision is that of the heart in the spirit and not in the letter, whose praise is not of men but of God. What are you saying? I'm saying Jew there does not refer to a single person, but to the spiritual Jews. For you, Galatians 3.26, for ye are all the children of God by faith in Christ Jesus. For as many as you have been baptized into Christ, have put on Christ. There is neither Jew nor Greek. There is neither bond nor free. There is neither male nor female. For ye are all one in Christ Jesus. And if you be Christ, then are ye Abraham's seed. You become a Jew, if you will, and heirs according to the promise. Aren't you glad you've been baptized into Christ? The term Jew in this connection is descriptive of character rather than of a person. The kingdom of God was to be no longer confined to one nation or people, but multitudes in different climates in the most distant parts of the earth. Can I go ahead and give you another verse? First Peter 2, 9. But ye are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, and holy nation. That's what we are. We're a holy nation, a peculiar people that you should show forth the praises of him who hath called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Israel was to be a holy nation. Now the church is a holy nation. What they're going to do, what they're doing now, they're grabbing a hold of the church's coattail. They're grabbing the hold of the church's skirt, saying, I want your God. I got to have what you have. I got to have what you have. The holy nation was not a geographical body of people, but as a bound, people bound together for the purpose of wholeness, we should show forth the excellency of our God as a holy nation scattered among all the nations of the world. Oh, yeah. And then I could preach about putting on the robe of righteousness. You know why people want to come to our church? Because this is a godly church. This is a righteous church. We put on a robe of righteousness. You can join so many churches across. And I don't, I'm not going to name them, so don't get, don't, get, don't, 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 don't get beside yourself here. But I'm telling you, so many places, all you got to do is sign a card, shake a preacher's hand. You don't even have to get baptized. You don't have to do anything. You don't have to change your lifestyle. Just come join the church. But I'm telling you, we put on a robe of righteousness. That's why they want what we got. Come on. I want to, they're grabbing the hold of the skirt of a Jew. Thank God, church. Let me tell you something. Be apostolic. Be apostolic. Look apostolic. Walk apostolic. Talk apostolic. Oh, hallelujah. I'm glad I'm in an apostolic church today. A Jew church, if you will. Ah, oh, yes. We will go with you, for we have heard that God is with you. Look what just happened. The lame man at the gate, beautiful, said he wanted some help. He needed, he wanted some money, asking alms. Silver and gold have I none, Peter and John said, but such as I have in the name of Jesus of Nazareth, rise up and walk. There's something we might not can give you, but in the name of Jesus, we can give you what you need. Not Maybe not what you want, but what you need. The Bible says, and he leaping up stood 
and walked and entered with them into the temple, walking and leaping and praising God. I'm going with you. He held them. A verse or two later said, he held them. He got a hold of their skirt, if you will. Take me. I'm going to the temple too. I'm going to meet God too. That's where they worshiped is at the temple, if you will. Oh, hallelujah. Well, yeah, when they heard the boldness of Peter and John, Acts 4, 13, this is a continuation of that, and perceived that they were unlearned and ignorant men, they marveled and they took knowledge of them that they had been, what? They had been with Jesus. What they see, the boldness. Their perception was that they were unlearned and ignorant and and they marveled at that. What they're saying is beyond their education. And they, 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 they knew that this was not just ordinary. They, these people were unlearned and ignorant. They didn't have real, a lot of, you know, Peter and John, just normal people. But when they was able to say, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, they began to question, well, yeah, they, and, 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 Besides that, many was added to the church because of what had happened to the lame man. I'm telling you, skirt was an edge or extremity of a garment or bed clothing, a flap, anything that could get a hold of or hold on. Oh, why are they grabbing a hold of us tonight? Because God is with us. That's what Zechariah said, God is with us. God is with us. Well, yeah, the Jews were the strictest of lifestyle. Their dress, their dedication to religion, they loved their God. They memorized their book of laws and history and etc. But they had exciting ceremonies and worship. And, and something caused these people to want to follow and touch the Jew is because they had something more than what the world had for them. I'm just preaching to you tonight. Again, we need to be apostolic to the course. I'm all the way to the core of our very being. Amen. You say, well, you have to give up so much if you're going to join that Pentecostal church. My God, give up. You ain't giving up nothing compared to what you're going to be, be able to do when you walk on a street of gold. You ought to not even look like it. You ought not even think that way. You ought to say, I'm willing to do whatever I have to do. I'll look godly. I'll look holy. I'll walk holy. I'll be right. Amen. Because I've got a reward over yonder. They knew that those Jews had exciting ceremonies and worship. Prophecy in tongues happened while they worshiped in the New Testament days. And doing it in order as the Spirit moved, changed some hearts. 1 Corinthians 14, 25. And I, and I kept going from, uh, from uh, commentary to commentary. And I don't know how many times it took me back to 1 Corinthians 14, 25. I already had that in my mind, but they kept taking me back, confirming what I believed to start with. And thus are the secrets of his heart made manifest. And so falling down on his face, he will worship God. What they were doing is, is talking in tongues and prophesying and talking in tongues and on and on. But they were doing it, Paul said, do it in decently and in order. There's a certain way, and the man's coming to help us with that, right? Oh, yeah, and I'm looking forward to that. But you know what? When they come in, the Bible said, Paul wrote to the Corinthians, said, thus are the secrets of his heart made manifest, and so falling down on his face, he will worship God and report that what? God is in you of a truth. I'm going to tell you something. Our worship touches hearts. If your worship doesn't touch hearts, you need to change your worship. I go to, uh, Sister Wilson and I go to, go to uh, where do we go? California. They have a good church over there, Pastor. Good church. And, uh, and, 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 and I sometimes sit on the platform, whether I'm preaching or not, sit on the platform, and uh, they'll, say, they'll say, welcome our guest. Well, I don't sit there. <laughs> 
like I'm a guest because somebody is looking at me and if I'm sitting there with my arms closed, they're thinking he's not going to welcome me. I'm preaching right now. Oh, Lord. When when I get out here, I get dangerous. You you, You worship God not for folks just to watch you, but they do watch you. They need to see that you're excited about your God. That, 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 that is so meager. I mean, that is so, so far below what it ought to be. I said they need to see that you love your God and that you worship your God. They need to see that you're excited about who you're bringing them to. Woo! Well, if I go into a dead, dry church building, come on, I don't want what they got. If I, if I go to a restaurant and people are turning up their nose at what they're eating, I don't want to eat what they got. Come on. If, if I go to a car dealership and people talk down about that car, I don't want what they got. But if I go somewhere and say, this is the finest car you can buy, this is the best food you can buy, Woo! this is the best God you can worship, then I want to follow him. I want to get a hold of this skirt. I want to get a hold of this skirt. I want to get a hold of this skirt. Woo, praise him a little while. Praise him a little while. Ah, yes. Ah, yes. Saul sent messengers to take David. 1 Samuel 19, 20. When they saw the company of the prophets prophesying and Samuel standing as appointed over them, what happened? The Spirit of God was upon the messengers of Saul and they also prophesied. What are you saying? I'm saying we ought to have such good worship, and we do have good worship. I'm not saying that at all, but every one of us ought to. It ought not be the same few that's shouting and dancing up here. Sister Cover, thank you for coming to this church. You helped make it what it is. Stand up here. Come here, come here and help me out just a little. You know what? There ought to be some more sister covers. She ought not have to lead the, the, the march every time. Come on, it ought to be some of the rest of you that gets out there and say, I'm going to worship God because I love my God. I love my Savior. And I want you to have, woo! I want you to have him too. I want you to have him too. Man, I... I can get some more mileage out of that, can't I? People don't see you loving what you're doing. Oh, Lord. Here's here's the old pastor part coming out. I'll I'll try to behave. Dragging in here. You ought to come early enough to go to see what color the prayer room carpet is. I'm getting a few hand claps over here. I hadn't heard these over here yet. I'm telling you. Hey, this is your church. And you ought to want everybody. Am I right? You ought to want everybody to come to your church. Because he's your God. He's in us. He's with us. He saved us. He brought us out of darkness into this marvelous light. Oh, yes. Praise him. Come on, somebody praise him. Come on, somebody praise him. Moses came down off of the mount from the presence of God. What they see, they saw his face shining. You go to work, you go to school, you ought not be complaining about everything. Hard to get along with. You ought to be easy to get along with because you're Jesus' name, apostolic, Holy Ghost filled. If you're not, then you need to get that way. 
Come on, somebody needs to pray through again. If, you, if your temper gets a hold of you every time somebody comes against you, you need a good taste of the Holy Ghost. You need, oh my Lord, is that, I'm all right. Woo, come on now, because they don't want what you got if you don't show them the full truth. You are, your face ought to be shining. I just said your face ought to be shining. Woo, well, I, you ought to be happy. You ought to be glad. You ought to be joyful. Sister Wilson and I went to Columbus, Mississippi the other night to see Sister Tina Lamar. She's in bad shape physically. They're going to do up, up, upgrade her chemotherapy tomorrow to the point that it takes her hair, if you will, be praying for. But I'm telling you, we went to a restaurant with another minister and his wife, and we sat there, and we were having a good time, enjoying our fellowship with each other and smiling and, and talking about good things and, and talking about what God was doing. The waiter came by over, uh, time and time again, good waiter. And then he'd finally come back to give us the bill. The worst part of eating is the bill, ain't it? To give the bill. And he said, tell me what the occasion you guys are sitting here dressed up. I just had a, a sport coat on. I always looked good, but I had a sport coat on that night. <laughs> that wasn't anointed there, was it? <laughs> but, 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 but he had a sport coat on. He probably wouldn't have put one on had I not already had mine on. But we had our sport coats on, and we looked pretty decent, old as he was. <laughs> but the, the, the guy said... What's the occasion dressed up like this? And I said, I just carrying on with him. I said, well, we just tried to impress each other. I was trying to be, look nice and he was trying to impress me to look nice and, and, and carried on a little bit of conversation. But you know what? I don't think it was the clothes that we were wearing that made him ask questions. I think it was the Holy Ghost shining on somebody's face. I think it was the Spirit of God. Thereby, we got to invite him. Come on with us. We'll take it to the Jew. Come on with us. We'll take it to church. Come on with us as the Holy Ghost is good. Woo! Come on, somebody. I'm telling you, wherever you go, whatever you do, you ought to live right. You ought to be right. You ought to be holy. You ought to be to the point that people beg to get to come to church where you come into church. Woo! Praise him a little while. Oh, uh, yeah, if you have true salvation, it will not be easy to conceal it. It'll break out somewhere or the other. It's not hard for me to start a conversation with people. Why? Because they're on their way to hell. Did you hear me? The Bible's right, Pastor. He said, repent every one of you. Every one of you, and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus. And they're, they're on their way to hell. I didn't say that. The Bible's in the, the, the book. The book's written. So you know what I want to do? Somehow reach them. Doesn't take me long to start a conversation. Ask my wife. I don't beat them to death with, with the scripture. But you know what? All I have to do, Brother Craig, is say, didn't the Lord give us a good day today? It opens the door. I can tell in a minute where they're excited about God, where they're questioning God. Doesn't take long to reach on out in there. Hallelujah. I want somebody to say, hey, I want to get a hold of your skirt because I want your God. I want your God. I want your God. I want your God. My wife would vouch for this, not that she has to, you believe me. But there's been times that they charge me more than they should charge me. I didn't go off on the handle and say, you stupid idiot. You think I'm crazy? I didn't go off on them. Sometimes I, I paid the whole bill anyhow. The path, 
Why? Because I'm representing God. I'm representing that Jew up there. Woo! Come on, I'm telling you. You better behave yourself. You better act right and do right. They won't ever want to come to our church if you fuss at them and cuss them out and do all kind of matter of evil things. They won't want it. But I want somebody to get a hold of my coattail. Come on. I want somebody to get a hold of my coattail and take me to an apostolic church. Take me to where they can feel something. Hallelujah, hallelujah, stand with me. Oh, hallelujah, go ahead and worship him. Don't stop praising him now. Go ahead and worship him. Oh, yes, oh, yes. The key reason they wanted to go with them was that they had heard that God was with him. Listen to old, you old apostolics that's been around 15, 20 years, 30 years and 40 years, even five and 10 years. Did you know that new converts are the best witness that we have overall, number-wise, because they're still excited about what God brought them out of and what gave them victory. And it's easy for them to say, hey, get a hold of my skirt. I'll take you to the king. I'll take you to the deliverer. I'll take you to the God that's above every God. Oh, yeah. Disease with an issue of blood, 12 years came behind and touched the hem of his garment. She said, if I may but touch the hem of his garment, I know I'll be made whole. Let me tell you something. Every knee's gonna bow and every tongue's gonna confess. They're coming, they're coming. In the multitudes. Isaiah 55, 5 said, Behold, thou shalt call nations that thou knowest not, and new nations that knew not thee shall run unto thee because of the Lord thy God. We can get excited. We're not going down. Our number's not going down. It's going up. Bible said it. Right? Hey, don't get quiet on me. Right? The Lord's house shall be established in the top of the mountains, Isaiah 2, 2, and shall be exalted above all the hills and all nations. Shall what? Flow unto it. We believe it, don't we, Pastor? They're going to flow into this apostolic movement. You know what? It, the Bible said, it shall come to pass that ten men shall grab the skirt of the one. Ten, it shall come to pass. When the Bible said it shall come to pass, you can't pray against it. Bible said there's a lot of things going to happen in the end time. It shall come to pass. Plagues and all this kind of stuff is going to happen. It shall come to pass. You can pray against it if you want to, but it's going to come to pass. Wars, rumors of wars, it's going to happen. It shall come to pass. Pray if you want to. It's good to pray. You just better pray God keeps you through it because it's going to come to pass. So I'm telling you, it shall come to pass that nations are going to be running to 10 to 1. Laws can't stop the church. Great falling away can't stop it. Antichrist spirit can't stop them coming. Even of the day can't stop it. Whoa, where sin abounds. Help me. Grace doth much more abound. Oh, but I'm going to say with them, I will go also. I'm like the psalmist said, I was glad. I was glad when they said unto me, let us go to the house of the Lord. Our feet, the Bible says, shall stand within thy gates. I'm glad he established my going. Woo! There were 12 apostles he ordained, but how many was there on the day of Pentecost? 10 times that many. 10 times that many were there on the day of Pentecost talking in tongues. Mary, the mother of Jesus, was there with them. 
Oh, hallelujah. And then it didn't stop at 10. It added to 3,000. A little later, it added to 5,000 more. Oh, Jerusalem was, 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 was uh, preached to you in just a little while. I'm telling you, it's going to happen, sir. It's going to happen. Don't you want to be a part of it? Somebody wants to be a part of it? Come on, come on, come on up here and say, God, I want them to grab a hold of my skirt because I got you, I got you, I can take you to the, I can take them to you. You are the body of Christ. Yeah, go ahead. If I could just touch the hem of his garment, if I could get somebody to just touch him tonight, oh, I'd be made whole. Oh, that old song they wrote, Frank Cook, I believe it was, Sam Cook wrote, a woman one day tried many physicians, but daily grew worse in the Bible, we're told. But when she had heard, she came to Jesus, and she found all she needed for her body and soul. And she said, if I could but touch the hem of his garment if I could just touch one part of his clothes I know I'd be healed my sins all forgiven if I could just touch him I know I'd be whole what do you need tonight what do you need tonight do you need to be made whole just touch him just touch him get a hold of his garment tonight get a hold of his garment get a hold of his garment get a hold of his garment Oh, get a hold of his garment. Yeah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, yeah. The last verse of that said, One day I sat by the wayside begging nobody to help me down life's weary way. Then Jesus came by and he heard my sad cry. He reached out his hand and he saved me that day. If I could just touch the hem of his garment. If I could just touch one part of his clothes. I know I'd be healed. My sins all forgiven. If I could just touch him, I know I'd be some part of his clothes.
just touch him, I know I'll be whole. Why don't you lift your hands to heaven and sing it again? Touch him right now. He's here. His presence is here. His anointing is here. His goodness is here. Amen. Thank you, Bishop Wilson, for preaching to us. Can you let Bishop know how much we've enjoyed the word of the Lord tonight? Amen. Amen. They're going to pass out these mission commitment cards. This is not mission commitment Sunday, but, uh, but I've had some people ask. And we're going to go ahead and put those out. You can uh, start to take them as, uh, as you will. Uh, Bishop, I got thinking about, about uh, what you were preaching, and 10 grabbed hold of one. And I thought, what if everyone in this place made it a goal to win 10 souls? We're building a building over there that will seat our entire city three times, and that wouldn't be near big enough. Amen. You talk about making a difference. Here's what I want us to do. I want us to lift our hands. And I want you to close your eyes. Jordan Peterson said, Jordan Peterson said that the biggest, the biggest advertisement, the biggest, the biggest way to, to show how great Christianity is, is Christians. And then he said, the worst way to see Christianity sometimes is Christians. Amen. But we have an opportunity to change our world. While your hands are up and your eyes are closed, I want you to say, God, help me be the kind of person that can lead someone to you. Help me to be the kind of person that can show your love to somebody. Help me to be the kind of person that can be compassionate. Help me to be the kind of person that somebody can see you through. Come on, are your hands up? Are you praying? What I'm saying is, God, help me win a soul for you, Lord. Help me to be a missionary in this world. Help me to be the kind of person, oh God, that can reach for someone that desperately needs you. Oh, thank you, Lord. God, I pray an anointing over our church family to be witnesses of your majesty, of your glory, of your goodness, of your mercy, of your grace, to be ambassadors and representatives of you at work, at school, at the marketplace, to our neighbors, to our friends, to our family. God, to represent you and your grace and mercy, to be outlets for you, God, to show and extend your mercy to somebody's life. Lord, we thank you and we praise you, Lord. God, I, wanna, I want to see your glory. I want to see your spirit. I want to see your anointing as it moves. In Jesus' name. Amen. I told the men, and I'm going to close with this. I told the men this morning at men's breakfast. I had an experience back a few months ago. I was preaching in uh, Southeast Asia at a conference. There were hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people in this country, a very poor country. And one of their ministers got up. He is their national world missions coordinator. And he got up in the pulpit and they began to talk about sending missionaries to America. We used to be the ones sending missions, but now America's a mission field. And you know what? You, you are the missionary. You're the missionary to your family. You're the missionary to your neighbors. You're the missionary to your co-workers. God, help us. Come on, I'm praying right now. Lord, help us to have a missionary mentality. Lord, you have sent us to our places of work, to our places of commerce, to our places of education, to be witnesses, to be missionaries. 
And God, you said we would receive power after the Holy Ghost has come upon you to be witnesses. So God, anoint this church this week. God, anoint this church this week. Anoint these men and women and young people and children to be missionaries for you to our communities. Lord, so we can see you do a great work in this part of the country. And Lord, to accomplish your plan and purpose in Jesus' name. Everybody shout out amen. Amen. Wednesday night at 715 is going to be awesome. God bless you. We'll see you then.